Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and dealing with the challenges and complexity of life in the 21st century. I'm your host Beth Vincent and in each episode we uncover what makes people, places and systems adaptable and robust in an age of constant change and upheaval. Now before we dive into anything else I just have to take a second to acknowledge what is happening at the moment and that is the outcry and absolutely justified protests um, after George Floyd's murder just over a week ago and I really don't have the words here because I am someone who has benefited my entire life from a system, a society which is structurally (laughs) built from the foundations to uphold people like me at the benefit of people who are not like me and this isn't about me at all. It's it's about having real change happen. It's got it's got to happen, and it's got to be meaningful. And we've got to continue with this momentum. And because again, as I said, it's not about me, and I don't feel educated enough to talk about this. I have taken the past week to read for myself more materials and educate myself but what I've done is the brave we have a newsletter it goes out each week on substack if you type the brave.substack you'll find us and I've just included in this week's uh, newsletter basically a list of further reading resources I found really useful a list of places you can donate and a list of places you can sign petitions and I just hope that helps some people so please do go and check it out if you want to go and find out more Now in this week's episode we're going to be talking about being your own coach and coaching yourself and this is off the back of a conversation I was having with a few friends a couple of weeks ago where we were all talking about the fact that over the past kind of couple of months our lives have been a bit derailed. You know our careers have gone in interesting new directions, some people have been furloughed, some people have been made redundant or had opportunities taken away from them. I had a couple of professional opportunities I was really excited about that are not going to happen now and obviously that is a shame but you kind of have to look forward and adapt to the situation. And also in our lives, you know, there's been so much change and upheaval from that point of view, people having kids at home and trying to educate them alongside keeping themselves sane and doing work and looking after family members. It's it's all become a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a mess in some cases, especially in mine. And we were talking about the fact that wouldn't it be great to have someone almost to kind of coach you through this situation and help you get back on track. And I've actually had, so I've had, I'm using air quotes here, proper coaches, as in coaches I've paid for in the past who have helped me from almost kind of a career development and a business development point of view. And they were really great, actually, and helped me through quite a tough time in my career where I was having to make some pretty hard decisions about things. And I do think there is value in having a paid for coach, you know, someone you work with kind of long term and it's a, I guess, a business relationship, you know, you're paying them, they're giving you a service. But I know for a lot of people that is out of their reach financially and also sometimes they're just not, they're not ready to engage with someone else on that level. And I really do believe you can be your own coach. And I actually think the best coach you can have is you and that's because you know yourself you know you can put things into action so if you're coaching yourself and you want something to change well you're going to be the person who changes it so there's quite a nice linear line there 
And I'm I'm a huge fan of Michelle Obama. I just she is amazing. She's an incredible woman and has an incredible manner and outlook and just a way of speaking about things that is so inspirational. And she talks about the fact that, you know, if you want to be successful in the world and you want the world to take you seriously, you need to believe in yourself and you need to invest time in yourself. And that, for me, is what being your own coach is. It's it's having a positive relationship with yourself and helping yourself kind of move forward and go for things and push yourself and being brave and being ambitious. But you've got to take yourself seriously in order to do those things. So really, to, to coach yourself, where it starts is you've got to make space for it. It's like anything in life. You know, if you want to go to the gym, if you want to learn a new hobby, I'm looking at the guitar in the corner of my room where I'm recording, which has been woefully neglected. <laughs> Don't look at me, guitar. <sighs> But, you know, you've got to make time for it in your schedule and you've almost got to set an appointment with yourself where you're going to show up for yourself, with yourself. And this can be a weekly appointment, it could be monthly, you know, it's whatever works for your schedule. I personally do a kind of, it's almost like a weekly check-in where it's normally on a Friday, you know, after I've kind of shut the laptop from work and reflected on the week a little bit and I kind of have a little check-in with myself, you know, how are things are going, how, how did the week go, is there anything I want to change? What went well? What went badly? And what what I can do to move forward with my life and work towards the things I'm trying to work towards. So first step, make that time for yourself. Put it in your diary, put it in your calendar and make it non-negotiable. Like, you know, if you're someone, again, who goes to the gym a lot, you, you need to go to it, you need to keep on with it and it will become a habit over time, but you got to show up for it to happen. So when you're starting off this kind of coaching yourself, I guess, journey, for want of a better word, you need to almost do a bit of a brain dump and do a bit of a mind map and just almost organise your thoughts around, like I said, kind of what what is happening in your life, what you're trying to work towards, what's going well, what's going badly. And you can do this, you know, as I said, a mind map. Um, I've done it with post-its before and I've almost clustered things around different areas of my life. So... I've looked at, you know, kind of what are my financial goals, what are my blockers, what are my things that are enabling me to meet those goals, um, career, you could look at family, you could look at mental health, you could look at physical health, whichever areas are important to you. And you'll find probably that some areas have a lot more post-it notes or kind of points against them than others. And I think it's okay to realise that, you know, depending on who you are and what, you know, the wonderful differences that make us all different, we're all interested in different things. So don't feel bad if, let's say, the kind of financial side of things is not as well developed as the family side of things. It just means family is what's really important to you. And that's absolutely okay. So once you've almost kind of organised your raw thoughts into what are your goals, what are you working towards, what are you trying to do? And it's a really hard thing to do and it probably won't happen in one session, you know. You want to kind of do it, take it away, reflect on it. You could also get kind of input potentially if you wanted to open up yourself to this, but from friends, from your significant other, from family... And kind of, you know, say, do you think this is kind of, would you, would this look like me? You know, if you were reading this and it was an anonymous person, would you get that this was me? But really, you've got to be honest with yourself. You know, you, you've got to be deeply honest with what you believe in, what are your values. So your values are kind of the beliefs that underpin your actions, your behaviours, the way you inhabit the world. And you've got to be honest with what do you actually want? 
And that's a really difficult question to answer. And again, you probably won't answer it in one setting and you won't answer it for every single kind of item on this board, you know, family, health, all of that, wealth. It will it will change over time too, and that's quite interesting as well. But, you know, what do you really want out of life? And if you're someone who who basically, you know, family is really important to you and that's something, you know, you filled up loads on your post-it notes, your points there, but you're working like a 60-hour week and you never see your family, you know, your actions are at odds with your kind of values and what you want from life, and that's maybe a sign you need to address things. And it's through this kind of, I guess, self-reflection, self-discovery, you start uncovering what you actually want. Because generally when you work with, I guess, a traditional coach, so a paid-for coach, you might talk about, you know, what are your goals? What are you trying to work towards? What are we trying to get you towards? And a good coach will actually really challenge you on your goals and be like, okay, right, that's fine. Your goal is to have, I don't know, 50 grand in your savings, if only. 50 grand in your savings by X point. Why do you want that? You know, what, what value does that serve for you? And it, it's this digging down. So you might say, well, actually, you know, if I had 50K in my savings account, I would feel really secure. And security is something I really value. And it's almost that kind of unpicking of why. No, but why? And asking yourself again and again to almost... It's kind of justifying it. And I do think it's important to justify to yourself. I don't think you have to justify it to other people, but you do have to justify it to yourself. So ask yourself, really, what value does this serve? And, you know, you can do the whole, like, smart framework thing. So that's whether it's specific, it's a, you know, this is in the sense of goals, whether it's a specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely goal. And you can dig into that. And that's sometimes quite useful. I think often because we're really digging into what do you want? What do you want your life to be? What do you want your life to look like? The smart framework isn't always so good for uncovering those kind of deeper motivations, deeper kind of emotions, but it's worth a try. And, you know, you can apply loads of, there's loads of different coaching frameworks out there and you can Google them and you can apply them to your situation. You may find some are more helpful, some are less helpful, again, because you're an individual, you're not me. You might love the SMART framework and that is absolutely fine. It's what works for you. And again, if you're working with an external coach, they should be adaptable enough to adapt to you, your personality, your way of learning, thinking. So you can adapt to you, if that makes sense. So once you kind of, you've got your goals, you've thought about your goals and you might have a goal for each area. As I've said, if you split things out into these areas, so you know, my, I guess my kind of financial goal at the moment is I want to buy a house, my first house, very excited about it, it's, oh my gosh, the process, so painful, lockdown has not helped with that, but we won't go into that, this is not about me, <laughs> but you know, that might be my goal there, and then my career, I've got some career goals I'm working towards, which again have been disrupted, but I'm adapting, you know, to the situation, and that's why, you know, having this kind of check-in with yourself is really important, because you can kind of say, okay, my goal I'm working towards is this, is it still, you know, something I want to work towards? Um, Is it, you know, what are the blockers here? And do I need to pivot slightly and kind of work around things to get to where I want to be? Do I need to wait a bit longer or do a different activity or just reframe how I'm going to achieve this? So that's the kind of checking and looping it back there. And I think a lot of us, we end up with these kind of really big goals. So, you know, if you took the kind of health example, it might be, okay, I really want to lose... I don't know, two stone, three stone, however, whichever way you couch it. And that's a really, it's a really great and wonderful goal if that's something you want. 
but it's quite daunting and it's not going to happen overnight. And the thing is, humans, uh, we're very, <laughs> we like quick rewards, you know, that's why we love junk food and crappy, trashy TV, you know, we like that quick reward, that's the, the loop our brains are built to handle. And if you have a really kind of, it's a hard goal, it's quite far in the distance, you're going to be less motivated to work towards it because it's going to seem very unachievable. It's not that it's unachievable, it's just ambitious and there's nothing wrong with that. So actually, um, about, God, about seven years ago now, I lost five stone. And I never set out to lose five stone. I never had a number in my head. I just knew I wasn't very happy with myself and the way I looked and actually my fitness was really the motivator. And I went on a walk and I could barely breathe after yeah, walking about 100 metres. So that was kind of the catalyst to change for me. But my goal wasn't losing a number. It was to just be healthier and this is where we start to bring in the kind of concept of habits, which is really interesting. So if you've ever read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, it's an interesting book. You know, it's quite it's quite self-evident, a lot of the stuff he talks about. And I'm sure I've mentioned it on a podcast episode before, but he talks about the fact that goals are all well and good, but it's your habits that make or break you. And I do think there is something to that. So, you know, goals versus habits. So your goal might be to lose five stone. That was what I ended up doing, but wasn't necessarily my goal. So to reframe it, my goal was to be healthier, but I needed to have habits in place that would get me towards my goal. My goal wasn't going to happen unless I took action. And your habits were mostly actions and the system, the framework within which your actions occur that help you work towards your goals. So you've almost got these little parts you need to start building up. So, you know, to go back to the savings example, that's a great goal. Financial security is a great thing to work towards. But what habits are you going to start ingraining into your daily life that are going to get there? And the thing about habits is they do need to be pretty easy. Humans are fundamentally very lazy. This is coming from someone who is extremely lazy. And if we find something too difficult, there's too much friction, we will not do it. We will abandon cart to use marketing lingo. And you've got to make things really simple and clear and achievable and you can almost hack the brain by you know I've said we like these kind of quick quick fixes these quick dopamine hits you know junk food tv whatever and you can also use habits to almost give yourself those quick fixes so for me this goal was to get fitter I started doing well I started getting the habit of going for a daily walk or run so I'd alternate you know one day running one day walking and it was that habit that was going to get me towards my goal but I needed to show up and do that habit and, you know, we've seen all the studies that say it takes 28 days to develop a habit and to have it ingrained. And I kind of believe that. I kind of don't. I think it depends on how hard the habit is. Some habits are easier than others. And quitting some habits is either easier than others as well. But it's really about having that framework and that system in place to make sure those habits are actioned on. So in his book, Atomic Habits... And it is a good book, it is worth reading if you're interested in this. He James talks about essentially aligning kind of your habits with other activities in the day. So if your goal is to have, I don't know, a healthy smoothie in the morning, make sure you tie in making that smoothie with making a coffee. You know, it's a coffee if that's an activity you already do. 
if you kind of latch on to the fact that you already do that, it's going to make it easier to do this new activity. And this goes for anything. So, you know, if you're looking at saving more, you can kind of say, okay, every time I go to the pub, let's say I go to the pub three times a week. I mean, I don't know, but someday, maybe. Every time I go to the pub, I'm going to make sure I take, you know, £20 with me for the night, but I'm then going to put £10 into a savings pot, you know, using kind of Monzo on my phone, whatever, even if you do it in cash, good old cash still works. And that way you're kind of tying into this good habit with something you're already doing, and it just makes life a lot easier. And when you're kind of doing these weekly check-ins with yourself, you can almost sit down and say, okay, like, how, how am I ingraining habits into my life that are going to work towards these goals? How how am I finding doing these habits? You can almost do a bit of kind of self-reflection on, let's say, you know, you're not making that smoothie. You can ask yourself, okay, what would make it easier to do this? Why am I not doing this? Is there something blocking me? So it might be, you know, you, I don't know, there's a time issue, you need to wake up earlier. But you can see how you can start building these, these little kind of hacks and systems into your life that will work you towards your goals. But it will make your goals feel much more achievable because you're you're actioning on them in the micro but working up towards the macro and it's much easier to do very small shifts than it is to do a massive lifestyle change you know we've all done this on new year's eve where we go okay right fine i i want to completely change my life and (laughs) and you know i'm going to implement this amazing new fitness routine or whatever and then you know we'll do it for a week two weeks and it just falls off Bam, you know, we fall off the bandwagon, it doesn't work, and that's because it's really hard to do things all at once. And if you're working with a you know, an actual another person as a coach, they would be doing these kind of check ins with you and saying, you know, do we need to modify things? They'd be challenging you, and you know, why isn't that working for you? Why aren't you doing that habit or that small action? How can we build a framework, a system that works for you? And it'd also be challenging a bit more, kind of. I guess some of the negative thoughts we have about ourselves and the negative cycles of thinking we can get into. So this is this is a big part of why I think people don't sometimes achieve what they set out to achieve. It's almost self-sabotage. And I've definitely done this to myself on a number of occasions where I've set out with the best of intentions, I've kind of had good habits, I've you know, started actioning on things and doing things, but then I start thinking, oh God, like, am I good enough for this? Or... I can't do this, you know, someone like me can't do this, that's ridiculous. And you get into this negative cycle of just negative thinking, there's no other way of putting it. And again, that's something an external coach will be working on you with about kind of your thinking patterns and getting, reframing things in a more, I guess, positive light and challenging, okay, but why do you think, like, why do you think so negative about about yourself like that? What evidence do you have that you're bad and challenging you? But you can do that to yourself you know, you can kind of think about, you know, what challenges are in my way? Okay, right, they they are there. But, you know, what are the qualities that are in with me, in me? <laughs> what qualities are in me that are going to make me meet these challenges and overcome them? You know, what are the positive parts of me? What wins can I take from this past week? You know, when I sit down and do my weekly reflection, that's what I try and do. And it sounds really cheesy. And when I started doing it, I had this real kind of like mental block because I did I thought it was really cheesy and just like cringe and I wonder if it was kind of a bit of like British stiff upper lip in there where it's like oh I can't self-congratulate myself that's really icky it's not you're doing this with yourself anyway like who who's gonna know what's in your brain come on 
but you know thinking about what what are the wins I can take from this and even if you don't achieve everything you set out to achieve what what has gone well it's almost don't focus on the negatives and I mean that in the sense of you know, don't never focus on them just you know <laughs> we can get in this thing where we kind of pretend life is all positive and amazing and wonderful obviously you know bad things happen and we don't always achieve what we set out to achieve but we don't want to fixate on them we want to fixate on what went well and what can we take forward and then really, you know, if you've kind of set these goals, you, you've started understanding how to break these goals down into habits, you're doing regular check-ins with yourself, you're trying to challenge your own negative thinking, you almost need to put in place a bit of an action plan. And I am a big fan of planning and almost like cascading charts of different workflows and stuff. And you don't have to be as nerdy as me, but do you have an action plan that you can review things against? And it is about creating these kind of scalable, loopable systems. And do review that action plan. You know, do think, you know, go almost like take yourself to task and be like, did I do this? Didn't I do this? Why didn't I do this? Okay, do I need to change it? Or am I just being lazy? Or do I need to kind of add in something else that's going to make it a bit more acceptable for me and motivate me to do it? So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could leave a rating and or a review. It just means more people get to hear about The Brave and get to spread the word and all of that. And it would be wonderful and it would make my day. You can also find us online at bethaminson.com forward slash the brave or bethaminson.com. It's probably the easiest way to remember it. And I post kind of articles and other stuff on there you can find the full catalogue of episodes as well you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram at the brave listen and as i said we do have a newsletter which is on substack if you go to substack and search for brave you can find us there and finally just want to say thank you so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed this episode and i will see you again very soon